Welcome to the Ladies of the Chains Disc Golf Podcast. I am Becca Kephart, joined back in the studio by my two oh-so-very favorite and frequent card mates, Lupe Harada. How you doing, Lupe? Good. How are you? I am well. And Desiree Poth. Hey, how's it going? So here's how much we like playing together. Even at Diva Fever in a field of, what was it, 24, we still <laughs> managed to score close enough to be on the same card That's in true. the second round, yep. which was pretty amazing. That was awesome, too. That was that was a really, really, really fun round. It was. Yeah, Shout really out to round. Ariana for putting up with our ridiculousness. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, Lupe hugged a tree and didn't die, and it was a great time you know what that tree was a little rough on me but (laughs) but it was better than like sliding off a slimy bridge it's true (laughs) that's a really good point so quick update you can now buy ladies of the chain swag online so if you go to ladiesofthechains.com and click on the shop button you can purchase a t-shirt or a mini or a hat Uh, You can also get those things through different Patreon tiers where you uh, can support us on Patreon if you click the support button for as little as a dollar a month and uh, or just reach out to me on Facebook. We'll find a way to get you some swag. So, yes, I have lots of hats and some shirts and yeah, pretty cool stuff. All right. So we'll start like we always do with our first segment. What you've been disking where each one of us talks about one disc golf related thing we're excited about. Lupe, what you got? Uh, the Omaha Ladies Open. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited. I've decided to go ahead and head up to Omaha in July with uh, Stephanie Roberts. We're, well, I'm already looking for Airbnbs and yeah. trying to figure out the logistics of everything, but I don't really see any reason why I can't go. And I'm super excited to play another all-women's tournament that's also part of the Heartland Series here in the Midwest or in the lower Midwest because I know there's another women's uh disc golf tournament series up north yes. towards Wisconsin. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I'm really excited. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not going to be able to hit all five this year, but I sure. definitely want to hit m- at least more than two. Yeah, that's awesome. And we were talking earlier about uh, on PDGA.com. I emailed Justin Menachelli this week, but I just want to make sure everybody out there is aware, as, as far as I know right now, the only way to get your tournament highlighted in pink on PDGA.com is you actually have to email them and let them know, hey, this is an all-women's event. Um, I'm really hoping that the PDGA maybe can find a better way of doing that um, so it's it's more automatic or just something in the process. Because uh, I know when I'm looking for tournaments to shout out uh, during the, the week there's a lot of times they're not highlighted in pink and I just miss them and it makes me sad. So hopefully we can find a better way of doing that. Um, But yeah, so tournament directors email the PDGA and get that pink highlight on there. All right, Desiree, what do you got? I'm getting ready for the Kansas city wide open. Yes. Today we played bad rock Creek, which I hadn't played before. So that was, it was a great experience. I yeah. really like that course. I do too. And I got to get to Waterworks, which isn't too far from my house, so that's not too bad. And then eventually I got to get out to Waiko, so. Yep. Which isn't too far from me, so no. we'll make it happen. Yeah, we'll make it. So for my What You've Been Disking this week, I am very excited about angle control. Oh my gosh, I'm excited about angle control. So <laughs> I am like loving my bag. I've had my bag kind of as is for a while now. I'm really excited about adding in the Fission Tesla. That's like my new favorite disc. But 
Um, I certainly don't execute it all the time the way I want to, but I'm starting to get hyzer flips and I'm starting to get some force overs and the disc is starting to do the thing that I meant it to do, which is really <laughs> exciting. And so much of that is angle, you know, throwing the understable discs that I have um, with hyzer and getting to watch them to flip to flat and uh, curve around trees and stuff is, oh boy. That's fun. So to, to your point, like getting to play in those woods a little bit today was really cool to mm -hmm. get to use some of those discs because um, I've been playing a little bit more wide open golf lately. So yeah, Bad Rock Creek. What a place. Yes. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And shout out to Jersey Cooge. Did I say the words right? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. We, I only know him as Cujo, but um, he and the Sendit crew, That's right. yeah. they have done a wonderful job maintaining yes. bad rock yeah it looks um, great oh my last gosh, year awesome. for i i think it was masters was it yeah yeah, yeah. the mm -hmm. masters yeah, yeah. uh worlds um they did a fantastic job cleaning up a lot of the excess shrubbery and poison mm -hmm. ivy from the yeah. course and they've done a great job maintaining that they actually had a work day yesterday in anticipation for today's event yeah it's oh my gosh it was so nice out there today it was cloudy it was super windy but whatever it's the midwest that's just what we do <laughs> 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 but it was it was and super muddy because that's also what we do right now and yeah it's rain season yeah if we can turn the fans off and the faucet off from the sky that would be delightful all right we'll take a quick break and when we come back coach nova's red hot tip top tip Ladies First Disc Golf is the most comprehensive retailer for women's disc golf needs. With over 50 five-star reviews on Google and Facebook, listen to what their customers have to say. Veronica B says, I love the selection they have. Discs popular with women can be hard to find, but not here. I love the t-shirts and hoodies. I live in them. Nikki N says, I love every product I've gotten from LFDG. Customer service is fantastic and fast shipping. If you are looking for stylish and comfortable disc golf apparel and discs for women disc golfers of all skill levels, Ladies First Disc Golf has your needs covered. For Ladies of the Chains listeners, we're offering an exclusive 20% off discount on your next order of $19 or more. Visit ladiesfirstdiscgolf.com and use code LOTC20 at checkout. It's time for Coach Nova's Red Hot Tip Top Tips. Quick clips of gripping tips and surprising advising with no compromising. Coming to you bi-weekly on the Ladies of the Chain. Hey everybody, Coach Nova here. The fastest way to sink around is poor putting. If your putter is pooped, you'll have a paucity of pars. Today, I'll explain the 12 P's. Proper prior putting preparation prevents poor performance, protects pars, and provides plentiful payouts. Prior to practicing, you'll want to procure a pack of putters, all in your preferred putting plastic. Make sure they're all the same weight. Now, some putter purists posit that the pigment of the putter is important, but I give that hypothesis a pass. So long as they're all the same mold, plastic, and weight, you're good. At the practice basket, practice putting the way you putt on the course. When you're playing, you don't get to rapidly rail five putts at the basket in 10 seconds, so don't practice that way. Slow down and think about each putt the way you would when playing. Similarly, unless you putt with a stack of putters in your offhand, don't practice that way. Set the extras on a stool or something and pick them up one by one. Doing this will help to slow you down. I swiped this next bit from Eagle McMahon, and he's right. If you're missing your practice putts, 
You're teaching yourself how to miss. You're practicing missing. Move toward the basket until you're hitting every putt, and only then back away a little bit. I know, at a tournament it feels awkward to be standing 20 feet from the practice basket when you're surrounded by dudes who are all throwing from the edge of the circle, but unless they're railing all of their putts, they're teaching themselves to miss. Don't let pride get in the way of proper putting practice. You do you. Periodic putting practice is tip-top, but proper putting practice performed patiently is red-hot tip-top. And we're back with our women's disc golf trivia segment, Rebecca Cox edition. I'm really excited about this one. I am too. All right, so here's how this works. I'll ask you three questions. Shout out the answer if you nut. Otherwise, I'll get an answer from each one of you. And whoever's closer or sort of right gets the point towards some theoretical trivia bag tags (laughs) that I will someday (laughs) order. And then you can show everyone that you are good at the trivia. Okay, question number one that I actually got Shout out to David Cox, uh, Becca's dad. I asked him for a question, and this is the one he gave me. And I actually already knew this, but anyway. Rebecca Cox broke a world disc golf record. What was it? Um, Hmm. Can I have a lifeline? (laughs) (laughs) 50-50. Just... Just guess what it is. Just okay. any kind of anything. Uh, I'm going to say it's probably like a, not a forehand record. Is it like, I, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I forgot that this is now called Becca Stumpser Friends. Anyway. <laughs> is it like how many rounds you played in one day? Just pick something for Okay, fun. how many rounds you've played in one day? I appreciate your commitment to that answer. <laughs> Desiree? Oh, I'm trying to think about. Whatever game that I have seen that could be it. Oh. Fastest drive. Like just to get up there and wing it. She is yeah. kind of like that and I love that. Well, not wing it. Just, just like how fast her drive yeah. physically Oh, moves. you mean like the fling out of her hand? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, hmm. Maybe miles per hour if the does. Cool. I, I, that. I, I appreciate that. the follow through. <laughs> a commitment. Commit to your guesses, just like you commit to her throws, ladies. All right, so here is what it is. She broke the 10 and under world distance record with a throw of 246.5 feet when she was nine. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I thought about that, but I thought that was too obvious. All right, this next Uh, question is at least a little bit easier to guess on. So how many points has her rating gone up over the last year? Desiree, I'm going to start with you. Me? Yes. Hmm. I'm going to say 60 points. I'm going to go with, um, let's see, 50. (laughs) Those were good guesses. So it's actually 27 points. She's currently at 941, but that will probably continue to go up this year. She's been on the, you know, that upward trajectory for quite some time now. All right. Final question. She didn't say who won, which it was me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Lupe gets the point. Thank you. <laughs> okay, last question. How many events has she not cashed in this year? Ooh, Lupe? This year. Ooh. I'm going to go with five. I'm going to go three. The answer is zero. She has cashed in every Whoa. single event she's played this Dang, year. I guess Des gets that point. Well, think about how many 
Jamie Lee card should have been on. I mean, it makes sense. That is true. Yeah, that yeah. is true. So, yeah, no no wins just yet um, for this season. She certainly has yeah. so close. in the past. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's playing really, really well. And we'll get kind of more into Portland and everything later. Um, cool. All right. I definitely want to hear more from her because she's like one of those like silent type pl- players who's yeah. like, I'm just here to play. But I'm like, no, I need to know more because I like to watch you play. Yeah. No, she's awesome. I love it. Well, yeah. I'll reach out to her. Okay. Now time for my favorite new segment lupe is it okay (laughs) today lupe glow rounds and random dubs is it okay hard pass (laughs) like for me personally hard pass on both of those one i already roll my ankle at least once a quarter or once every uh, like semester i guess playing (laughs) during the day (laughs) i I just don't want to know, like, how many times I'd roll it playing in the darkness. Like, I know that people wear headlamps and stuff, but like I said, I roll my ankles in the daylight. This is not going to end well. And then dubs are already the bane of my existence sometimes. Not when I know, like, when I when it's bring your own partner doubles, I'm, like, fine with it. It's, yeah. it's a slower pace of play than what I'm used to, but it's fine. But random dubs, especially in the dark, no ma'am. <laughs> You want to send me out with a stranger in the darkness in a forest? Hard pass. But you know what? Random dubs is a good way to make friends. And I have met a lot of people playing random dubs. So in the daylight, sure, let's do it. You know what? I'll play random dubs maybe once every other year. But in the darkness, no. No, thank you. Going out in the dark with a stranger with some discs, it's not okay. Unless you like it, and then that's fine. Lots of people love glow. That's true. I'm with you. I I walk into things constantly. It would just be bad. Like in theory, like, so it sounds bad. so cool. Like right? wow, yeah. we're playing the, in the dark, and then you're like, oh, that means UV chains and like a light, and oh, yeah. look at me, I just hit myself with something. <laughs> Or, like, when you're looking for the disc, and you're yeah. like, oh, there it is, and you didn't realize there's a tree branch that you right. just ran into. Do you know how many times a tree branch hits my sunglasses exactly. when I'm playing in the daylight? <laughs> I would have no eyes. <laughs> oh, gosh. True story. All right. Now we come to our topics of the week. And, Desiree, why don't you get us started with the topic you brought for us this week? Yeah, I thought it would be nice if we discussed um, what our approach is to playing a new course, either for a tournament or just casual, or yeah. both, you know, since it's something that we frequently do each right. year, yeah. or at least we try to. That's yeah, true. absolutely. You know, I I haven't been able to get over something that uh, Kim said uh, on the last discussion podcast a couple weeks ago. It's something I've been thinking about really strongly and that's taking the path of least resistance because like I play so much better when I practice courses and I don't practice courses probably enough before tournaments like I will do it once maybe and I'm gonna be playing a ton of stuff blind this year just because I'm gonna be doing a little bit of travel and it just is what it is and I I don't have a lot of days off and I don't have time to practice the course before Um, so I can watch video coverage and try to like sort of get a feel but like I feel like I've had this revelation now of hey if I just keep that mindset of take the path of least resistance I'm probably gonna be okay Um, there's always lines that I feel like you don't see until you've played a whole a few times um but i'm a i just i like being efficient 
and I only have so much energy and so much time. <laughs> so I'm much more inclined, like we did today, to kind of look at the lines that were there and either say, okay, cool, what I did worked, or next time I'm just going to do this thing instead in the tournament. Because, again, I just I just don't have a ton of time. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Lupe? Um, I would agree. And I think it's great whenever you can get out and play with someone else. I don't like yeah. playing courses by myself, really especially annoying. if I've never yeah. been there before. If I'm playing like uh, like today, we play doubles. You know, sometimes I can see what my partner did and yeah. I'm like, you know what? I, that's what I was thinking of doing. But let me try right. this th throw that I maybe would not even attempt right. during tournament play and see how it works yeah. out for me. If it's something I can um, actually follow through correctly, then maybe I might try it during a tournament. But um, I almost typically always play courses blind. Yeah. I don't have this inclination to go out and practice things over and over again. It's just <laughs> like um, for, for certain things, yes. Like when I was a kid growing up and I played music or I did softball, we had practices, but disc golf just doesn't feel like that kind of sport to mm. me. Sure. And playing the same course over <clears throat> and over again feels, if it's not for fun, if it's not in a tournament setting, then it feels derivative mm. to yeah. me. But I can see why people do like to go out there and know exactly how the wind is going to blow down this tunnel mm -hmm. um, and how it makes it easier for them. Yeah. That's really cool. I never thought of that. Um, I have really embraced playing new courses mm -hmm. over the last year. First, it was because I was just scheduling myself for tournaments to play. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it was, well, now I'm scheduled for this tournament. I've never played this course. I at least want to try to practice it once. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I've been trying to get into that mindset of at least trying to practice stuff once. Mm -hmm. So then I'm not making huge decisions right. up on the tee during mm -hmm. the yeah. tournament. And also being able to go, okay, this is what I threw before. That's probably not what I want to do this time, yeah. which happened a bunch today where yeah. we were like, where, <laughs> where is that basket? How far is it? Well, I'm just going to throw it here and then maybe I can see it next. Yeah. And like sometimes I just hate having to do that where yeah. you're like, well, maybe I could have made a smarter choice right. in that drive and mm -hmm. maybe it should have been placed somewhere else. So that was definitely a big thing about today. Like there were yeah. three holes that I can clearly go. Okay, I'm not doing that one next time. I know a little bit better where it's going to be, so I'm not going to be, oh, I don't know. I'm just going to throw it here and see where it goes. Yeah, because yeah. some shots were a little blind just because of the way the lay of the land is, like mm -hmm. the dog leg, and you're just kind of hoping you can stay in the middle of the fairway. But, mm -hmm. yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, yeah, and it's – our sport is really interesting because it's such an uncontrolled environment. Mm -hmm. So unless it's your home course, unless it's a course you play a bunch, even if you practice it two or three times, the chances of replicating those exact conditions is really rare. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the wind might be up or down or the footing's different mm -hmm. or the grass has grown or the grass is shorter. Like it's really, really hard. So that's – one of the reasons why I just feel for myself personally with the amount of time that I have to give to disc golf that throwing on my home course, but then also like throwing in a field and just knowing what my discs are going to do mm -hmm. is like more valuable to me. Like I get really excited when <laughs> there's a bunch of wind one day and I'm like, oh, I got to go throw this disc in a headwind right now. So I know. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm kind of more prepared that way. But again, I absolutely 100% of the time 
have done better in tournaments on courses that I either play frequently or I have practiced on. So it is important. Um, it's yeah. just a matter of finding the time. Yeah. And it's just so difficult because like with any other sport, like growing up, I played softball and softball is such a reactionary sport in many ways that you can control the aspects right. or like, I'm sorry, you can control exactly what you are going to do. Right. But like I've heard many pros say in disc golf, once the disc is out of your hand, it's out of your hands. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had a related topic that I wanted to talk about, um, and that's why play tournaments. So it's been a really fun season and year so far because we've gotten to kind of play with some people that aren't PDGA members that maybe don't play tournaments as much, and hopefully you're catching the tournament bug um, because we have like a lot of players here in Kansas City um and a lot of female players but we maybe don't have a ton of people who are playing tournaments on a regular basis and that's something i'd i obviously would love to see here and i'd love to see i'm sure other people in other places too because we all know that a lot of us as women (laughs) will be the only ones in our division or not play maybe in the division we really want to or et cetera et cetera so um I just thought it'd be good to talk a little bit about why we play tournaments and why we like playing tournaments. So Desiree, why do you like playing tournaments? Well, I started to play tournaments to schedule a time to play disc golf. Since I've been busy, Mm -hmm. it then would be on the calendar. So I would know when it's going to be. My husband knows when it's going to be and we can plan life around it. But then it kind of evolved from there of being a scheduled time to play disc golf into, well, I like this. I like the atmosphere. I like mm-hmm. the competition. I like I like the challenge yeah. for me. And the tournament play is a more focused challenge. Like I could challenge myself all day practicing, right. but a lot of times it's that choice in the moment in the tournament that you kind of get that adrenaline rush and you kind of enjoy that. And, and you, you know, you, you throw the disc, either if it's good or bad, sometimes you're like, I just, I just want to do it again. Cause I, yeah. I know I can do it better or differently. And mm-hmm. that, that's what I love about tournaments is that atmosphere. Yeah. What about you, Lupe? Um, at first I really only played tournaments because I thought that was what you did. <laughs> and that was the way that you played with other women mm-hmm. and got to meet other women who played disc golf, not just, you know, the usual guys at the course. Yeah. Um, it was also a way to, pl- cause I don't know anyone in my non disc golf life that wants to play or yeah. knows about it. So I live two lives, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> my disc golf life and my non-disc golf right. life. And um, it was just a way to connect with people who did like disc golf. And I found that in the last few years, luckily with um, more women getting into the sport, there's been less of a need for me to play in mm-hmm. a tournament setting. Um, and I think I've kept up the number of tournaments that I play anyway, but... Um, I, now I don't feel the need to now. I just like the structured mm-hmm. aspect of it. Um, and of course I like playing with my friends and, you know, you, you guys will sometimes be like, oh, I'm playing Kansas Crush. Are you coming? I'm like, yes. Are you guys <laughs> going to be there? I will be there. Yeah. Um, but I, I like the structured mm-hmm. environment sometimes, um, making sure that everybody is aware that there has to be a certain pace of play that you have to put down a mini, even though with women's divisions sometimes we're way 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 more lenient than a guy's division would be 
um, especially with newer players who are new to tournaments. I do like that camaraderie, and um, I'll keep playing with new people, mm-hmm. you know, over playing with someone who's been playing for tons of years just because I like the ability to maybe show someone yeah. a different way of doing something. And I just I think that if you can make a good impression in someone that's just starting, um, you're more likely to keep them in the sport. Yeah. And I think for all three of us, we all come from competitive sport backgrounds. And playing tournaments for me is like very holistic. It checks off a lot of boxes of things I care about and things that I just feel like are deeply a part of who I am. Um, Because for me, I played sports in high school and then I left it behind for the most part afterwards to pursue music. And and I just desperately, desperately missed it. So that was the first thing about tournaments was that opportunity to actually play competitive sports again as an adult and at my age. And like I I have a hard time really, really wanting to play when it's not competitive. <laughs> like <laughs> I want it to count. Like I really, really want everything that I do in disc golf to count towards my rating and to count towards everything all the time. Um, which is why I'm really thankful for UDISC. I've started using that with my uh, like solo rounds that I go out and play because then at least I feel like I'm competing against what I did previously on that course. Because <laughs> like I just, I don't know. I I love watching the flight of the disc and all of that, but I'm I'm just more motivated and more excited when I feel like it counts uh, for something. And then also all the social stuff that goes with it. I love kind of like the sisterhood that happens on a card, you know, mm-hmm. like especially when there's maybe adverse conditions or whatever else. Like you just kind of get to have this little club of, of folks that you get to travel around the course with, which is to me really fun. Um, so I really like the social aspect of it too. Uh, and uh, a lot of these tournaments, especially like the two rounds in one day, you know, I have to push myself a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. both physically yeah. and mentally. And I would not do that if I didn't like disc golf so much. <laughs> like, I like to kind of get through things quickly and, and stuff like that. So um, it's a good challenge just for me as a human person as well. I'm just, I really appreciate the friendships that you make yeah. because in Kansas City, some people will travel from other places. Yeah. Um, like we've played many times with uh, Sammy mm-hmm. from Omaha, yeah. mm-hmm. with um, Jesse from Lawrence. Yeah. We've played with a lot of different people that we only get to see during tournaments. Yeah, and it's really fun to um, look at disc, disc golf scene and see all those names that yes. you're familiar with yes. and mm-hmm. say, oh, I have to go to this tournament yeah. because everybody is going to be there or at least someone that I haven't seen in a really long time is going to be there. Yeah, and I think that <clears throat> kind of goes back to that snowball effect too that I would encourage women, if you're in an area that you're always the only one in your division, man, if you could just meet one or two people that are interested in playing you know, uh, clubs, if you can sponsor a couple women's entry fees into a couple of tournaments, yeah. like mm-hmm. they will attract more people. Like if you can just get at least a few in a division, you will see that division at least fill out to three or four or five, like enough to fill up a card. Like I've, I see it around here all the time. Yeah. Um, and I've seen it in other areas too. So try out tournaments yeah i promise they're not that scary (laughs) and sometimes i won't i won't sign up for a tournament if i'm the first girl or if i'm the second one right i i want there to be more than that for me to say oh this looks like it might be a good turnout 
All right, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we've got a whole bunch of A-tiers and tournaments to recap. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back. And we're going to do a recap of the weekend's A-tiers and the Portland Open. And there's like a whole bunch to get to. So (laughs) buckle in, y'all. I have... Fun stories to tell about women's disc golf that I'm very excited about. Ooh, <laughs> okay, first, we're going to start with an amazing shout out. I can't. This is so great. So Kelsey Brackle shot a thousand rated second round in a seat here, I believe, in Ohio to take second place out of 34 in MA1. That is hey. so awesome. How cool is that? She, uh, very cool. She yeah. beat, so she beat all the boys except for one in advanced men's, basically. I mean, MA is technically mixed, but usually it's just all men in there. But yeah, that's pretty, it was all men except for her. So that's, that's amazing. No, that's really good. That's really, really good. She's 942 rated, still has kept her amateur status, but can obviously play real good. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to Kelsey. That's so cool. I love it. All right. We had some of our friends out at the Des Moines Challenge up in Des Moines, Iowa, which sounds so fun and is also something I personally would never want to do. (laughs) They play four rounds in two days at four different courses, which is awesome, but also, oh my gosh, that's intense. That's a lot of golf. Yeah, that is a stress, trying to (laughs) make sure you get to the course that you're supposed to be at. Like City of Fountains here, where you play Big Blue and, uh, what is it, Cliff? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And these are close together. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just the two rounds in one day, back-to-back days, I don't think. I'm going to have to do some more disc golf strong before I'm up for Mm -hmm. that. But anyway, fresh off her Diva Fever win, uh, Sarah Gilpin took home the A-tier win, which is really, really awesome. I believe that was actually, I think I saw on Facebook, her first A-tier win in FPO. So that's really cool because she won... I think advanced two, three years ago. She won advanced three years ago at Diva Spring Fever. And then both last year and this year, she took FPO, which is wow. super cool. Yeah, I know. It's so awesome. And then our friends, Kim and Nova, tied for second. They keep tying this year. It's <laughs> cracking me up. Like, it's awesome. But uh, yeah, so they, they all finished in the cash. So good for them and very cool. All right. The Forest City Open was out in Canada. Now, there's somewhere I want to go play disc golf real bad because I'm pretty sure the temperatures in Canada would suit me quite well in the summer for playing (laughs) disc golf. Um, But Colleen McGinnis, she shot above her rating in every round to take the win. And then Sandy Hendel, a familiar name, came in second, and Sarah DeMar came in third. Uh, The Norman Pro-Am took place in Oklahoma, and Jennifer Allen returned to her home state to take the win. She shot very well. I think she had over 970 her first two rounds, um, and yeah, played great. And Tana, Tana, I'm pretty sure it's Tana Windover, came in second. Just wait till I get to the Swedish names. And (laughs) Shannon Uh Prendergast came in third did they all play in canoes because like oklahoma's underwater right now i know i'm not sure it's they like, have yeah. the same weather that we're no, yeah, having it's, but it's, it's but so worse. worse but worse so rain worse. yeah that's a really it's good worse. point that's a really good point yeah and they've had more tornadoes and stuff so they they finished three rounds maybe shout out to everybody who just finished the three rounds Hon- in oklahoma. honestly <laughs> yeah, yeah seriously because it's been a little bananas around here anyway 
All right, so the Soderham Open in Sweden was an A-tier this weekend, and they had a nice FPO field out there. And I'm going to tell you the winners by their first names and not their last names because I would do very badly. So Sophie shot extremely well and took uh, first place. Matilda took second, and Therese took third. So international disc golf, fantastic stuff. Speaking of international disc golf, the Prodigy Disc Pro Tour in Tampere in Finland was this weekend. And this is a newer course. You can uh, find some YouTube video of it. I believe this is the course that I'm thinking of that um, they did kind of an ex. What's the word when you just do a round for fun with nothing on the line? Uh, It starts with an E. (laughs) Of what? (laughs) An ex. Exposition like, round? No. Exploratory? No. <laughs> we'll think of it. Uh, exhibition? Oh, exhibition. Oh, exhibition. That's okay, the right okay, word. Okay. I'm like, exposition? <laughs> it was a long day. We played disc golf. It was awesome. <laughs> 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 um, okay, but really cool course. Uh, I think all of the courses in Europe are this way that they're just for disc golf, but this is a new UC designed or co-designed course. Stupid hard, really, really crazy. But anyway, very exciting because Henna Blumrus has returned to form for this one and she shot a 969, 971, and 987 to win over Evelina. And Evelina shot really well too, Evelina Salonen, but she uh, ended up in second place. And then Heidi Lane also shot very good, and she took third. Um, if you look at the FPO divisions in Finland and Estonia, especially right now, all of these tournaments, bigger tournaments, they're they're very full. Um, it's really cool to see they're they're growing really fast out there. That's awesome. All right, then Honestly. there was the 2019 Trailblazer. And Ellen Widboom wins again, because that's just what she does, is she makes aces <laughs> and wins. But no, she's doing really well this year. Um, and then Priscilla Anzulada took second. And I think I almost said that correctly. All right. Then, next point of exciting disc golf things to talk about. Uh, the two days in May tournament took place in Virginia, and the Macbeths stayed home for this one. And Hannah Macbeth, Elaine King, and Kristen Parsley like had this epic showdown the whole weekend. Uh, Hannah shot well above her rating in all three rounds. She played great. She tied Elaine in the first round. I think they had like a 961 or something like that. And then I think Hannah had a two-stroke lead going into the third round. And then Elaine shot like a 974 to like reach up and grab first place from her, which is just awesome. And Kristen was like in the mix the whole time too. So ultimately, Elaine King took first, Hannah took second, and Kristen took third, but they were all separated by one stroke. Like, (laughs) so Hannah was one stroke behind Elaine, and Kristen was one stroke behind uh, Hannah. So that's really exciting. to see and looked like a really fun battle out there. So congratulations to Elaine and congratulations to Hannah on a great weekend too. Okay, so let's get to the Portland Open. So did you all catch any of this coverage? You know I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) okay. We could have watched it today. Full disclosure. (laughs) Yeah. We could have watched it today, but we were out playing disc golf ourselves. It was a very, very exciting tournament. I caught the live coverage on Saturday and the second half of the round yesterday 
Um, and then unfortunately didn't catch any today because we were playing, but I cannot wait to watch the post-produce coverage. I'm pretty sure Parsave Productions is putting out the post-produce coverage for this tournament. Okay, so ultimately Paige Pierce uh, took the win by two strokes and kind of one of the big turning point holes because here's what happened. So she and Kat tied the first round at five under. And then in the second round, there's this whole hole 11 that is a really, 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 really hard hole. Basically, you kind of have like this landing zone layup area, and then you have to throw over the trees to kind of almost land in an island area. Like there's just like a ton of OB and also trees and brush and craziness everywhere. And Paige got the birdie on it in round two. And in fact, she was the only FPO player to birdie that hole at all, all weekend. (laughs) She birdied it in both round two and round three. But in the second round, Kat took a seven. So that was like Mm. a four stroke swing, this huge kind of momentum shift. But Kat continued to play like really, really well. Like Paige and Kat tied again today at five under. And so ultimately Paige had Kat by two strokes in the second round and that was her margin of victory. Um, And again, I haven't watched today's round yet, but looking at the UDISC stats, uh, Paige had two throw-ins and two circle two putts in round three and an eagle on all (laughs) thirteen. So it's not like it was like Kat just kind of gave it to her. I mean, Paige had to pull off some pretty crazy stuff to take the win. So Kat continues to play extremely well, um, and Paige just reached up and grabbed it. Their first round, I want to say, it was definitely over 1,000 rated. I think it was 1,000 or 1,001, something like that. And then today's round right now is at 999. So they're, they're pushing each other, and it's awesome. Like, I love it. Absolutely fantastic to see. Kind of going back through the rest of the cash, uh, Lisa Fakus and Rebecca Cox tied for third. Lisa had a really good weekend, which I'm so happy to see. She struggled has struggled a little bit this year, um, but this was a return to form for her, and hopefully uh, we'll continue to get to see her on coverage and lead cards and stuff. And again, Rebecca Cox, she just keeps making lead <laughs> cards and <Yep. laughs> making that cash. Like She's playing really well. And Madison Walker has been playing fantastic lately. She was in fifth. Uh, Jessica Weiss shot, I believe, a three under today to move up to sixth place. And then Kona Panis tied with uh, Paige Birkis for seventh uh, to finish in the cash, which was pretty fantastic. So some really, really good golf all the way around. Um, that first round, Vanessa Van Dyken. Oh, my gosh, she came out on fire. It was fantastic. She Her drives were just totally locked in. Fortunately, she struggled a little bit down the stretch. And then I think she struggled quite a bit today. But she the, watch the first round coverage it's so good <laughs> and then missy the cannon gannon uh was fantastic in round one like she she had a few tough holes that kind of sank her around a little bit but she had i don't remember like six or seven birdies in a row or something just ridiculous uh-huh. and wow. like she is such a good putter like if you want to watch some good putting with confidence from distance like go go watch you some missy gannon putting um but she she was playing great too uh so yeah lots of good play um fun course fun tournament watch the coverage (laughs) (laughs) you will not be disappointed that brings us to the end of our show i hope everyone had a good and thoughtful memorial day this brings us to shout outs lupe do you have any shout outs 
Um, I guess, again, just the Sendit team for doing such a great job and uh, organizing work days. Also, the ladies from Glossy, oh. um, mm-hmm. they... Uh, I th- it almost feels like they've started their own league. They're yeah, they're doing Wednesdays at Hidden Valley, yeah. which is a really really nice uh, nine hole course, yeah. and then they're doing uh, Fridays at Bad Rock. So that's very cool too. But they're starting to alternate um, league on Fridays to Big Blue, which I know is the bane <laughs> of your existence. You'll never play it again. I know. <laughs> But I think it's a really underutilized yeah. course that needs a yep. lot of love and definitely needs the footwork from a uh, foot uh, traffic from Kansas City to help it become uh, a great course sure. again because Swope is gone and yeah. that was you know that was um, one of our major courses terribly central everybody was able to get there um and i think big blue could really take that spot if we could find a way to one get people out there and two better position those tee pads because i don't want to walk a mile (laughs) after throwing 200 feet i mean the inner course is nice and short but i still have to walk a mile to get to the next tee pad (laughs) so shout out to glossy and send it awesome desiree shout outs my shout outs back to my husband again because he was taking care of our daughter yeah. today and doing a whole daddy daughter thing today while I got to play some disc golf with you ladies. Nice. And also shout out to my friend Christy who just started playing disc golf. Yay! Hey. She came to our clinic. She did and yeah. she had a great time and she loved it so much that I gave her a bunch of discs that I had that I wasn't playing with anymore. And she took her husband out to Waiko. So she's already played Waiko before I have. And <laughs> <laughs> she's enjoying it a lot. So oh, that's awesome. yay, Christy. I'm that's so happy for you. That's great to hear. Yes. Congrats. Thank you so much for listening to the Ladies of the Chains podcast. Thank you, as always, to DZ Discs, where the disc you see is the disc you get. Use the code GUITAR at checkout for a discount. Again, Check out our swag. Go to ladiesofthechains.com and click on the shop button. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, you can click on the support button and that'll take you to our Patreon. Have a great week. Play some disc golf. And we'll catch you here next time on the Ladies of the Chains Disc Golf Podcast. Bye.